Hello, Red vs. Blue fans, and welcome back. We are covering Red vs. Blue Season 14, the first four episodes here on AfterBuzz TV. We'll see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It is so good to be back, you guys. I am so excited. Oh, uh, man, this song really takes me back. Mm. I know, right? Uh, way, way too far back. <laughs> got me feeling all nostalgic from my high school days. Uh, high, I, I, it was I high school. I watched the show yeah. on my, I, my iPod Classic. Oh, I'm covering my wow. face because I've been on camera before. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Crowded around an iPod Classic with the headphones turned all the way up to watch this show. I <sighs> was introduced when one of my friends bought the DVD of season one at GameStop. I have that DVD still. Yeah. Uh, my older brother introduced this to me after he went off to college, and uh, and now it's the reason why I casually swear all the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, influences. All right, welcome back to the uh, After Buzz TV Red vs. Blue After Show. We are covering season 14. There have been 14 seasons, you guys. Episodes 1 through 4, uh, mm -hmm. Room Zero slash Zero Rooms, From Stumbled Beginnings, Fifty Shades of Red, and Why They're Here. I have to say I love Why They're Here as a title. It just makes me happy. It's so good. Semper Fi, so etc. Uh, with me tonight, I have Mark Donica. First time actually appearing on a Red vs. Blue show. Yay! Very happy to be here. Yeah. The, the times are finally working out to where I can be on the show. This show that goes way back in the history of web video for me. And it, I, yeah. Yeah, yes. no, and, and you did such a good job engineering, but we always wanted you in the room, so this yes. is really nice. I mean, this this Vachi Cavallo <laughs> shirt I bought from Gus at their first uh, Comic-Con appearance. Wow. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, I've taken care of this because Dang. they will never sell it again. Aww. <laughs> I, I mean, they, they redid it, and it looked awful. So I know. Yeah, no, classic I got, one, still got the sparkles. I've got the, the old one, too. Yeah. I've got the old one, too. I, I managed to get a hold of a, That's Right, I'm a Gay Robot shirt at RTX a couple years ago, and it's it's just like preserved. Good, good. Where can the people find you on the mm. internets? Find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica, uh, as well as um, I'm one of the people who regularly troll the ABTV Rooster Team Twitter account. We put up polls every now and again. It's a lot of fun stuff. Of course, the wonderful Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. You're gonna be hard pressed to find a Rooster Teeth show without the both of us on it. Let's Pretty be much. real. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje. That's K I A X E T. We are checking our hashtag. It is A B T V R V B because mm -hmm. we cannot get enough of alphabet soup here on this network. <laughs> and we also have the live chat pulled up. So if you have any questions, if you have anything fun to say, put them in the hashtag. Put them in the live chat. You may well get a shout out. You. You may have noticed there was no guest announcement for this. Our um, booking policies for this show have changed, so bear with us. We will see what we can do. In the meantime, what did you guys think of these episodes? I, beyond excited that we're back in Halo 1 for, for, for the first part, um, and even more so than that, that the short that they, they used for the, the yeah. Halo Legacy collection years ago, yeah. they brought it into canon. It hasn't been online legally uh, for ever yeah, since you, its release. You had to get a DVD with it on yeah. it as a special feature. I remember yeah. seeing this at that Comic-Con. Like you were there? I mean, it, not for the debut, but they played it like ad nauseum at the booth yeah. but yeah the, the fact that this is canon now I saw some fans complaining that they're like oh they're just recycled an old episode but the fact that they brought it back in and they made it church re like re-engaging yeah. trying to find certain parts of his memory 
beyond worked for me. Absolutely loved it. I, I love that they made it an Epsilon iteration. I thought that was super creative. We had two different studios doing the animation, so whoever they got from, from the second studio matched the animation of the first part perfectly, and that animation is the decade old. Around. Oh God, don't I, say that. I don't want to think about that, but I uh, think you're right. It's oh been God. around for a oh while, God. you guys. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was it was really cool to see them find a way to incorporate that, especially given that this season is going to be all anthology stuff. Yes. It was nice to see a one shot incorporated into, as you said, official canon. That and it was just it was such a fun one shot. I was not expecting to get hit with feels at the end of it either. Uh, so I understand for the people who were kind of disappointed because at first I was like, oh, I guess they're just putting this up for everybody who hasn't gotten a chance to see it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they, that just that little bit that they tacked on, I was like, oh, my heart. And you can see this week, Megan and I do reaction videos for this. You can see us kind of go, oh yeah, there's this, and you're quoting the whole thing because you know it backwards <laughs> and forwards. And then we're like, quite this is new. Oh God, my feelings. The musical cues when they were showing the unit and panning out, just Epsilon talking to himself. Well, we're going to kill Caboose next time. Is that going to help? It'll make me feel better. Yeah, no, and I love that they uh, eventually ended up incorporating animation into regular Red vs. Blue episodes, but there was always a part of me that was kind of disappointed that we never got more of this, you know, the 2D animated format. And so seeing seeing this as a return to form, I was like, oh, yay. Just Because I would watch an entire an entire movie or an entire oh, season yeah. animated like that because it just looked so good. And so, I also like the tease that we had at the end of all of the different styles that we're going to be seeing moving yeah. forward. Yes. Sit me down for 95 minutes of this animation. I swear I am in for a movie. Um, I think we can talk about the different styles and whatnot when we get into predictions. Because sure. predictions are going to be fun and interesting <laughs> because, hey, they could be anything. <laughs> they could be anything. Space is a big, real, real big place. <laughs> and I just, I, I love that the titles for this was Room Zero slash Zero Rooms, because Room Zero is that first part that we've known and loved for a while. And then Zero Rooms is that second part where it's Miles picking up where Bernie left off and mm. writing that next bit. And I thought that was just, I really liked that. And it's weird how Bernie can just go right back into church and not be like, take the years off and sound like church from season one. I feel like that's just something that doesn't ever leave him. (laughs) Like, it's so close to his normal voice. And I feel like that's something that's so easy for him to get into that he just, all right, we need the church voice. Let's go. Mm. I remember listening to one of the DVD commentaries, like back original Blood Gulch, and a couple of the guys were talking about how they get into character. And I think, I'm pretty sure that at the time, Bernie was like, "Uh, it's like, oh, God, or like, oh, caboose. Yeah, it was (laughs) was like, God damn a caboose or something (laughs) like that. Something (laughs) along those lines. It was, yeah. And so it was probably just few runs of that and it's like all right right back into it yeah in the same way that joel gets into character just saying church's name a lot (laughs) church charge (laughs) yes that that do we have any more thoughts on this first episode because it was a nice little standalone and it kind of just worked on its own and said this is what we're working with we're taking old things we're reworking them with new things we're looking at the past do we have any final thoughts on this animated episode um, just that I, I love the subtle details, you know, the, I, and I could go on and on about how much I liked the animation style in this, but you know, they, they made Griff a little bigger than the other characters. Well, that's what chat's saying. Yeah. 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 Griff. yeah. They made Griff a little bigger. All of the lighting was really great. And, uh, again, really good. I just wasn't expecting those emotional beats to be hit. So 
the soundtrack will always, always get me. That just, oh, I can't with my feels. The emotions. <laughs> my emotions! So many. All right, let's let's move on to our other three episodes, because they are definitely a trilogy. We have uh, From Stumbled Beginnings, we have Fifty Shades of Red, which is a title I still kind of choke on, not going to lie. <laughs> and we have Why We're Here. So our first bit is our introduction to Griff and Simmons and a private named Hammer, who, looking at the credits, was voiced by Blaine. Not surprised. I thought it was hysterical. (laughs) Oh, super. That was just like, yep, yep, that that would be a Blaine character. So we have boot camp, and we have Griff and Simmons causing trouble because Simmons has a horrible fear of heights and refuses to cross a bridge, and Griff is just like, I'm going to stay here. This works for me. He has a fear of effort. Seemingly. He has a fear of everything. Mm. Let's let's be real. I'm allergic to work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was really cool getting to getting to take a step back into the past, going going back before there were reds and like red, the official red and blue teams, seeing how each of the team members were selected. Because that that I mean, we we know from Agent Washington how they were selected by not being the the brightest Poor balls. test scores. Yeah. Um but it's it's a completely different thing to see all these different characters come together for the first time. And uh seeing these two it's just it's just always so funny. These two are such a blast just watching them go and let's never mind dividing this up by episode. Let's just talk about this as a whole. Mm-hmm. Them meeting Sarge and Griff immediately yeah. throwing Simmons under the bus more than once. Kind of just sets the tone for their entire relationship. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> well, even even just the one line of, uh, I think we're going to get along just fine. Private yes! <laughs> like, like, oh, what? Then when did the turn happen? That's what, that's what I really want to see is if we're at this point, before we even get to Blood Gulch, what is it like on the way there, on the transport there, where it just goes, oh, crap, I'm, like, in, at, I'm in for it. At what point did Sarge realize what kind of insubordinate soldier he had? Yeah. <laughs> they were in Blood Gulch at the time for this, mm. and Sarge is so set in his ways, I feel like it would have to be something big. I have no idea what, but I feel like it would have to be. Yeah, people, chat in the hashtag. What do you think was the tipping point between we're going to get along, Griff, and I'm going to shoot you, Griff? Hey, I was going to I was going to say it's probably it was probably something about food, but then no, the the whole rations bit made perfect sense. Honestly, I, it could, I could easily see it being five minutes after this conversation. Yeah, probably. I, I could like given how quickly uh, we saw. <laughs> Tucker and Church get on to uh, their respective, you know, get into the first stage of their relationship, which is just, I hate you. From, I, I don't like you would not to, have taken I someone. hate you the least. Exactly. <laughs> I like that sniper rifle. Do you think next time we come out here, I, I can get one of those? I will say, though, at the end of the, the first episode of this trilogy, seeing uh, Florida at the end, seeing yes. uh, Captain Flowers uh, make an appearance, just like, he's the whole thing? Like, not... Not just watching over it, but he orchestrated the entirety of it. He handpicked everybody, and he was just pleased as punched that he got picked. I I feel like the writing was kind of interesting for him. It was a lot more sinister than I remembered, but then again, we didn't get much of Flowers to begin with, because sadly, he didn't have a lot to say during season 10, I believe, and that was kind of sad. Well, I, I heard, and granted, this is... 
I, I don't have gossip. anything. I don't have anything to back this up, but I heard it was very difficult to write for Flowers because he is just. Before you found out that he was a freelancer and everything like that, like he was just this very happy, cheery, you know, guy. So it mm. was kind of difficult to write for when you're in a canyon filled with horrible cynics who are awful to each other. I just, I don't know. I feel like he didn't have an edge when we saw him. And again, this is before we knew he was a freelancer. And now it's like everything is just this thinly veiled, awful, yes, I'm completely in charge Well, here. again, that's that's what happens when you're retroactively adding plot. That's true. Mm-hmm. But then that now I want to see his training specifically to see... If he was, let's make him the the strong personality that's that's just a, a charming disarmer uh, <laughs> that makes him go that extra bit where he has that assassin in him. Where now we're starting to see like, that sort of show like at in some the point somebody had to take him aside and be like, you got to dial back on the yeah. evil a little bit, buddy. <laughs> it almost uh, almost getting into uh, crap. Never mind. I forget that I said anything. But I will. I do like how we got the setup for the joke. In season one, about the caution when wet uh, yes. thing that came from command. Of all the jokes to be set up, last one that I expected. I am so, and, and that came down twice in episode mm-hmm. four. One with, oh, you fell, you fell on a wet floor and hit your head, and the other with, oh, Vix an AI, oh, Vix a corrupt AI. Oh, that's how. Why did you not tape that cord down? Like, that, that is what I'm stuck on. You have this whole big military installation that you set up, you have all these underground computers, and you have one extension cord that is not in any capacity taped down, there's no rug put over it, there's no nothing. Like, community theaters with no budget are better at this than this military installation. Then again, it's Freelancer, and Freelancer is a big old terrain wreck. Yeah, we don't, they just need a really good stage manager, and then everything will be just right in order. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there should have been a P... See, that's the thing. That's a PA's job. It's not a freelancer's job. It's a PA's job. It's not my job. job. Vic was real. He probably would have been really seriously reprimanded for it, but no. Um, really quick from chat, um, RVP Descriptive Audio says, Blue Base had two robot kits. Red only had one. I suspect Griff is to blame for that disparity. That would be enough to make Sarah Thomas idle. That's a very good point. You know what? Fair enough. That's a fair assessment. And with a malfunctioning uh, language. Uh, <laughs> Headcanon accepted. Buenos dias. It is law. <laughs> Boom. Done. All right. Wait, just... Oh, God. You, oh, prediction. Remi- the, remind me predictions about predictions. Lopez. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, you just gave me an amazing okay. idea okay. that I hope we get. Cool. Cool. All right. We'll put a pin in that for the next 20 minutes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's hmm. just, I'm not over Hammer. I feel <laughs> so bad for Hammer. He's trying so hard to be a good CO. He's not. He's trying so hard to be a good CEO for these idiots, and he's really not. It's like, you're not the leader you think you are. You two are idiots. All of you go on this very special mission. I feel bad for literally every normal soldier around these guys, because they bring bad luck and misfortune with them everywhere they go. We saw what happened that when they were being flown home, they exactly all the thing I was gonna bring inadvertently up. caused their ship to crash. You see, that's the thing. <laughs> They saved their ship from getting annihilated completely with all of their stupid bad luck because it threw off the tractor beam. (laughs) 
Uh, not necessarily. We just never see anyone else. No, everybody else died. I, I will okay. say, though, if, if these are folks that are supposed to be handpicked for this simulation, how much better than our crew can they be? When we saw, mm-hmm. especially with all of the Sarges, all of, all of the, the, <laughs> other, the other folks, that uh, congratulations to everybody. Buckshot, McGruff, Dagger Knife was my <laughs> favorite. Knife. I, one the of them was voiced McGruff. by Miles. Well, and one of them was voiced by Jeremy from, from Achievement Hunter as well. Yeah. It's oh, just, so they just funny. put up a sign saying who has a kind of good Who's Sarge free? impression. I'm surprised yeah. that they didn't get Shannon McCormick to do one because Shannon has a really good Sarge. I think that's probably why. <laughs> too good, too say, spot on. Too good doesn't Shannon have a really good impression of everybody, though? I don't know. I know he's got a really good Sarge. It showed up twice. And I'm still not over it. But that that's me and my Agent Washington bias. And that <laughs> has nothing to do with any of these episodes yet. <laughs> oh, God. What will we get from Wash this season? Oh, uh, prediction areas. Not yet. <laughs> just, you stop it. <laughs> 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 are we just going to do predictions right in the middle? We'll stop and saying then, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, think we're giving our engineer a heart attack here. Like, now? No. Now? No. God. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I think out of all of these episodes, uh, I think that we, we spent a little bit too much, too little time with the blue team because it was the camera testimonials real world style with uh, all of the possible tuckers. Uh, <laughs> it was fun having the the notepad essentially on listener, the top of the screen. Really good really listener. listener. <laughs> really, really good listener. Yeah. I, I love that the first one was pretty much the perfect soldier. So, of course, they couldn't take him. Of course not. He's too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, But in that regard, we didn't get anything about uh, Caboose and Donut. I figure they're the next gener- like the next team of uh, people that are going to get looked at by uh, by Florida. But um, well, as, no, as they were on the Reds, list. Yeah, but I mean, we didn't get them in this well, in these true. series Florida's of episodes. Florida's dead by the time they both show up. Florida's because, dead is the reason they show up. <laughs> yeah, which is again, that's when Church appoints him as the appoints himself as the leader of Blue Tech. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> he, Church. Even though he was just a private with a dead cat. Can we talk about <laughs> Private Jimmy for a minute? Can oh, we talk about great. poor Jimmy? Oh I'm, no, it was perfect. It was a really good way to fill these plot holes, mm. and essentially, it's like let's bring him in. Congratulations, you are now the new host body for an AI. You're done. Doesn't seem physically possible. And so all what I love is that now all of the memories that Church has about his girlfriend, like Tex stole his wallet once and Tex did this. That was probably all Jimmy's girlfriend. Hmm. Not good. No, I mean yeah, it could have been. It could have been Allison. We don't. I, I, that's kind of what I'm thinking is that it was Allison and the director. That that was their relationship, just kind of super. Because if it was Jimmy's one, girlfriend, it would totally lose all of the live action stuff that we see with the with uh, with the real Leonard Church later in or earlier. God dang it! Uh, <laughs> earlier in, <laughs> what in is the time? series, uh, then that would totally kill any sort of the actual dramatic tension that we have with Church and Leonard. Well, well he's probably mixing up his memories. I mean, he pulled Jimmy from nowhere, and with the whole beating him to death with his own skull, he's obviously not doing okay. Well, so and, I wouldn't and, be surprised if there's leakage. Yeah. And in I, I remember again back back before with Canon and everything like that, at one point Church remembered that he and Tex were engaged. So there might be just an issue of like memory bleeding over from from his you know, from his host body. It's hard to tell. So uh but yeah, the thing is is that we always knew uh given the fact that 
you know, the body died and was rotting. There was an actual <laughs> because body. Because they, they didn't bother to bury it. That, yeah, that it had to be an actual body. That it was uh, the AI Alpha inhabiting a soldier. And it was nice to actually get verification on who that was. Mm-hmm. And to have it be poor Jimmy. Poor that, Private Jimmy. Poor Private Jimmy. It was so great. I have to say one of my favorite parts of this episode, and I think of these four episodes is the bit where Church is trying to remember, I saw them fighting, I saw my girlfriend fighting someone in the snow. It was, it was, and Florida just very calmly reloading his pistol, like, well, this might not turn out how I'd hoped. And then, oh, it's Private Jimmy. Yes, of course it was Private Jimmy. Like, oh, good, I don't have to mm. shoot him. Like, the just darkness. that supremely calm, yep, just in case. Well, I mean, that's a freelancer for you. Yeah, I think that's just Florida for you. The guy took an axe to the chest and kept going. I mean, who I, even knows? I know this was just a trilogy, um, but or it's presented to us as a trilogy, but do you think uh, with the tease of Florida tripping over the electrical cord that we'll actually see him die in season 14? I don't think so. No, We've because we saw it. him die in the flashback in season four? Five? I think it was five, because then he came back at the end of five, Four around was, 100 time, didn't he? Well, I'm talking about like the time when Church went back to the past. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, when Gamma spent a good four episodes screwing with him. Although, mm. again, tripping over the cord and, and, you know, malfunctioning Vic, it does explain why Vic would, although granted, I don't know how he had her contact info, why Vic ended up reaching out to Tex as the freelancer to yeah. come in Yeah, who's the next assist. one in line. Yeah, mm. because everything got all scrambled. I Although, feel like she might have just been watching communications for that and went, oh, they need a freelancer. Hi! And, I mean, Vic. <laughs> yeah, Vic. Vic. But uh, I love it, that we had... Go ahead. No, it's just really hard. Like, we, we keep like going back to instances and references, and now I'm wondering, like... If, if that was the case, did, how did Wyoming uh, and York figure into the coming into the series? Like, now, now I don't That's... want to, but I want to go back and watch everything. Yeah. I know, right? I don't right? have that kind of time. <laughs> yeah. Just the, season three. The, the problem with uh, thinking about the fact that this is a simulation is that when you start bringing in those freelancers and people who actually matter in the grand scheme of the war, it's Wyoming like, matters. Why, why are you even bothering with these dumb simulation troopers that ultimately aren't actually at war with one another? Because he's the alpha. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what it comes but back to. But not a to. whole lot of their, very very little of their actions ever indicate that he was anything of significance like that. Uh, according to chat, random chick fifty one says the book hints as to why Vic contacted Tex. And so. right on top, the Zanordo says in the Red versus Blue book, the counselor thought that bringing Tex to Blood Gulch would stop her from investigating the project while also protecting the Alpha. Okay, hmm. that makes. Gotta I, get that. I'd buy that. I have that book. I need to evidently go through it again. Gotta read that book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can get your copy of the Red vs. Blue book wherever books are sold. Yeah. In all of my spare time, I'll go through and read that. Right after you watch seasons 1 through 13, just hit up that book. (laughs) I will say the first thing I opened it to was the bid on Wash's backstory. And then just kind (laughs) of... That's why you missed Look at my priorities. Look at my priorities. (laughs) I have them. Mm. Yeah, oh it, my gosh. And I'm uh, now, yes? now I just sorry, now I just want a whole scene <laughs> seeing this going back and try and and having stuff inserted into the story to make sense of all of the freelancer stuff that we've gotten throughout the past couple of seasons. 
why couldn't season 14 be a take place in the first little bit, like more than a trilogy, if the entire season was back in Halo 1, back in Blood Gulch, that was like connecting you, the sinew. You feel like you would want an entire prequel season? Yeah. I don't want that. There's, no? there's too many holes. There are some things... I feel like there are some things that are better left to interpretation. We have enough clues, but I don't feel like I need everything spelled out for me. Yeah, I don't need and everything spoon-fed to me. Well, and yeah. I am that kind of fan that really likes to theorize and really likes fan fiction and really likes breaking this down with people and saying, what about this? What about that? What about this other thing? That's how I function. You show me a hole in the story, and I'm going to figure out 15 different ways to fill it. Sure. As opposed to some fans who see a hole in the story and go, don't touch it. Don't touch it. You'll fall in. It's fine. Just no, no, no. leave. I, I, I can agree with that, but it, I think for if if we were going to operate like that as a fandom, why give us this past trilogy? You know, Just that's the thing is they have already started to like. Here, wouldn't this be nice? Nope, never mind. That's all we're showing. Well, you. that's the, that's the only thing. The other thing about it is that like um, for for me anyway, I love getting to see this bit of character. You know, all these character origins and this bit of character development from mm-hmm. everybody. But at the same time, that would require everybody going back to where they were at the beginning of Blood Gulch and. Mm-hmm. After fourteen, you know, after fourteen years of watching this show, I'm like, no, I'm. All, I like seeing them move forward. I as as much fun as the Blood Gulch stuff was. If I ever want to relive that, I can just go and rewatch season one. Yeah, sure, I can but see that. My favorite character wasn't in Blood Gulch. Like I said <laughs> massive character. Season bias. six is my favorite. So eight's mine, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things. I don't feel like we need. All those little spots filled in. I like having all these different bits in the anthology. And I like that it's, oh, you wanted more of this. Okay, here's a little more. Go have fun. Like, we didn't get to see a lot of the freelancers. Mm -hmm. And that was particularly sad. So I like the idea that hopefully this season we'll be getting more of that. We're having a little more, we're having another taste of, hey, remember season one? Remember how fun and easy and crazy things were then when we didn't worry about an overarching plot? Let's have a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Let's have another Epsilon iteration. Let's bring in these different styles. I like that season 14 is a chance for them to be really creative and really branch out and let people who aren't necessarily writers for the series have a chance to take a crack at this. Sure. No, I, yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying. It's it. Um, I think it's because we haven't seen something, and I, I use this term sparingly, fresh yet. We, we uh-huh. saw a, a rework of the new tr- with the, of the of the old short, which I enjoyed and I like how they reworked. And then we're back in Blood Gulch. We haven't seen the. Uh, what the mega blocks one yet we haven't seen the live action one yet yeah. so we haven't seen any of the other styles yet to to really make it go oh yeah. okay here's the real different thing we're still in rooster teeth t- territory especially with all of the writers you know yeah, that, exactly. that are all in studio um yeah but yeah which is all which is all great and it's all fine and it's all and it's all loving it i think it's just because of where we are at this series right now that's making me go we haven't had well, a fresh perspective yet yeah yeah once okay. once we get that Sure, um, and then the fact that also that we've seen more from Florida in these past three episodes than we did in the his entire run in the series. <laughs> exactly. So far. exactly. So that's another thing that's like, well, if we got some of this, why don't we get more of that or whatever? But uh, um, yeah, more freelancers. Exactly, more freelancers. What, what was everybody's favorite episode among amongst the trilogy? I really liked the last one just because I like Jimmy. I like the way Florida was acting. I like mm-hmm. the bits with Vic. And I just, 
At some point, I want to talk about this list because I just really, again, this is a list where I really want to be like, what's this? How are they doing this? What's going on with this? And also the Vegas Quadrant bit. (laughs) Oh my God, I howled. I I gotta say, I really, my my favorite was was the Sarge episode. Mm. Just, um, I will will say that like as a self-contained thing, I still liked the first bit. But again, that's that was from years ago in mm. my mind. So um even though we get it in a different way, uh, I, I think in terms of like the newer stuff that we got, the Sarge episode was my favorite. Um and what I what I also appreciated about these three episodes, uh, you know, going back to Blood Gulch, is that it could have been very because e- you know a lot of comedies when especially when they've been on for an extended amount of time, that eventually they just become self-referential, like, oh, we're just gonna repeat the same catchphrases over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's callback humor. Everybody likes callback humor. Worst these, such and such ever oh, of all time. Them. Yeah, these these three episodes could have very easily just been callback humor after callback humor after callback humor with like in a lazy way yeah but i feel like all of the callback stuff that we got was really well executed and setups for other jokes like you said the wet floor joke Mm. was amazing that was the thing it was they weren't they were jokes because we already knew the punchline yeah which is a really smart way to do comedy nothing short of an aspirin overdose will send this mission (laughs) off course (sighs) goodness um but I, I do agree the the sarge episode was my favorite just be because <laughs> that people are insane. you have yeah. to be the sargiest sarge that you and again they, their names are buckshot and dagger knife and i felt like i was watching space mutiny and mst3k with butch hard cheese and just i would have loved like to see big mclarge yeah, big mclarge huge and Dagger Knife go off on adventures together. I, th- I, I would like to see that stop and then them go, you know what? This sucks. Why don't we all get in a ship and just go on adventures? <laughs> Where, and then it's a completely different uh, timeline. But the, the, yes. the last... Best the, AU. The last uh, confrontation... Where it's like, I'd, I'd kill myself for this effort. I don't think you can do it. And Talk is cheap. And he's like, well, he's the right man for the job. I'll, I'll be on my way. Thank you. Like that. Thought he'd call my bluff. Huh. Perfect. Absolute perfection. Yeah. And, and, it, and it made me want to hear more of Matt Hollum reading Fifty Shades of Grey. But that's just me. Oh, my oh. God. Maybe not just me. I just, I, I really enjoyed it. It was absolutely, completely insane. And it was so much fun. If you're a Sarge fan, like, this is your bread and butter. The bit where they were all saying the same thing and jinxing each other. Just mm-hmm. like. Yep. <laughs> yep. Triple jinx. All right. Like, I'm just, I'm not over just the deluge of Sarge. No one will ever be over the deluge of Sarge. Yes. So many Sarges. 400 That's, Sarges. It's my uh, autobiography, Deluge of Sarge. <laughs> the Mark Donica story. The Mark Donica story. The Mark Donica story. Yeah, I really want to talk about this list because Vic was the, we had a question in chat asking if Vic was one of the fragments. No, he's a dumb AI. <laughs> well, now he is. <laughs> well, no, but you know the difference. Uh, smart AI is based yeah. on a human brain, and a dumb AI is created, There's and no it doesn't have the capability. Oh, for the love of God, they're terminal. I didn't write Halo. Come on, you did? No, I'm sorry. Good lord, I, I some good I, monies. I know. <laughs> <laughs> do you think I'd be living where I do now if I'd written Halo? Fair play. No, that's fair. No. Yeah, so Vic is a dumb AI who gets incredibly corrupted at this point, which I absolutely adored. I didn't catch on the console what he stood, what Vic stood for. I didn't write it down. Yeah, I missed it too. 
Yeah, someone in chat, someone in the hashtag, help us out with that. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. But he has a list of freelancers in order of competence to replace Florida if anything happens. And we have California, Hawaii, Kansas, Montana, and Oregon. So mostly Pacific stuff and then ye old Kansas. Oh, I would kill for Agent California in this show. Oh my show. God, tell oh me about gosh, it. Oh my gosh, I want mm. it so much. Agent Cali, I want it. Yes, I, I, oh my God, sign me Again, up. Again, completely biased, just living, having been born and raised in California. I want Agent California. What's, what, yeah, what's Agent, let's see a little bit more of Agent California. See why they were chosen for California. Yeah. Yeah, I spot. want California. I want Hawaii. I, I really want Montana. I have a soft spot for Montana, but I kind of grew up there. So there you go. Well, that makes sense. I was too young to know better. Everybody <laughs> has some regional bias. It's fine. Mine is just mostly around the Rocky Mountains. But it gets, when Vic gets corrupted, it gets replaced with a list of other people. God knows where he pulled it from. And it's Caboose, Donut Sister, someone called Jacob L. Jenkins, and Cornelius Thromwell Andersmith. And I, Smith. I saw a theory, and I think it was Daft Prodigy that came up with this, because Daft is really good at theorizing is when mm-hmm. it comes to this series, that the, uh, oh, in chat, we have virtual intelligence computer. Ah, thank thank you. you. That is super thank helpful. Um, wow, my brain just went away. That, that did not theory. occur. Yeah, the Daft theory. had a theory that it was pulled from a list of siblings of freelancers because they do keep list of next of kin families etc so who knows they may be related to freelancers or maybe just relatives of people involved in the project and that would explain why why sister was pulled could be hmm i don't know i find that all very intriguing um they're on the red versus blue wiki which is you know of dubious reliability the, I mean, it's a wiki. Yeah, yeah it's a wiki. Take it with a grain of salt. Yes. <laughs> I knew Jenkins struck a chord with me. Uh, Jacob, Jacob J. Jenkins was in one of the fake endings of the Blood Gold Chronicles. When Church woke up and that's thought right. it was all a dream. Oh, he was okay. in green armor. Um, and, and that's all I remember. But but he was a, <laughs> he was a dream... Str- uh, well, I mean, now I guess he's actually canon but uh <laughs> supposedly so yeah he he was a, a a real fake character but now he's back to being a real fake real character <laughs> but it was just jenkins uh, right no, yeah it was just jenkins <laughs> the in the wiki the comment made was that jenkins was initially recorded as two different characters in the fan wiki jacob and jenkins mm-hmm. and so the thought is that maybe that might be a reference to that particular was mix he up. the one screaming bloody murder Bloody no, murder. that Bloody was murder. Jimmy. Blo- oh, no, no, because Jimmy got killed, but it was, it was somebody else that was screaming "Bloody murder." Are we sure? I'm pretty sure it was Jimmy. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Tucker because it was on Sidewinder. Oh, that's I'm right, pretty was sure that was, was Jimmy. I no, no. It, they weren't wearing green armor. I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm like 90% certain it, it was Jimmy. It wasn't Jimmy screaming bloody murder because Jimmy was next to church at the time. Granted, this is all a fake True. flashback anyway. So arguing about anyone. the canon of a fake flashback, whatever. Burns? <laughs> But yeah, at which point we all just kind of lie down and cry because what is time in this series? Basically, what I've learned from these three episodes is that I need to go back and rewatch season one because it has been too long. I have the DVD and the Blu-ray. Which do you want to borrow? I have them, so there's absolutely no need. I think we all do. (laughs) And then there's the continual Andersmith joke. 
which I don't think anyone will ever be over, and it's glorious. No, it was a good. It was a good callback, throwback, push forward. How time. many Andersmiths are there in the galaxy? It's this galaxy's Bort. I don't understand that reference. No Simpsons when they're at the theme park and Bart's, Bart's looking <laughs> oh, for a right. chain for Bart. Come along, Bort. Yeah, and then he sees all the Bort ones are gone. He's like, "Who's Bort?" And then it's everywhere. Yes, hello, excuse me. So yeah, that that was that joke. <laughs> okay, Unit Omega in chat says Jimmy died last, and Random Chick Fifty One says Jenkins was only in the flash in the alternate I ending. I will take he wasn't your guys' flashback. word for mm-hmm. it. Well, they have Google at their fingertips, and we're just pulling off of what we can remember. So. Yeah, I do not trust yes. my brain. Um, but yeah, no, this this was great. All right, do you guys have anything else you want to say about these episodes? Uh, just that it was really nice to to take a trip down memory lane. Yeah, going back into actual Halo One and not. I mean, they probably used Master Chief Collection to do it, but it the look of classic probably brought people who haven't been associated with the series uh, back into the fold and go oh let's see what's f- 14 seasons so yeah it was uh, it was nice it was very nice it was, it was a very good thing I was talking about red versus blue to someone today and they're like oh yeah I used to watch that and I'm like yeah they're on season 14 it's still what <laughs> it just wigs people out so much it is absolutely hilarious longest to me. running web series i believe i'm pretty sure it is and definitely of, longest running animated web series one of the first machinima out there as well yeah so um chat if there's anything else you want us to talk about now is a good time to say it we've got like a minute and a half delay for now i want to talk to you guys about itunes because itunes is how we as an after show stay on the air if you look us up if you look up red versus blue in the itunes search it does pull us up we're like the third or fourth one down uh comment rate subscribe leave us a nice little review saying how much you like us and how much you want this podcast to go on because guys that's how we could guess that's how we stay on the air. You let our producers know that, hey, we like these people talking about these cra- this crazy web series. We should continue to let these people talk about this crazy web series. As a we- producer, I can speak to that. It works. Yep. Yay! Yeah. Straight. We yeah. actually have two from last season. Bring them on. Yay! Yeah, one left in March and one left in May. I love you guys. Uh, March is from Ravenhole. Glad to see Red vs. Blue here. Was great to hear the after shows for season 13. Looking forward to seeing them returning in season 14. Hey, we're here! <laughs> Would love to get more episodes. One for every episode might be pushing it. Yeah, it's kind of hard to talk for an hour about a seven minute long episode. Keep up the good work. And then we have one from Brumby13. Great show. Uh, I'm super late to your podcast, but I love it all the same. No, you are right on time. You are right on time. So thank you guys so much for reviewing. Obviously, you leave a review, you get a shout-out. There is plenty of time to leave a review because, for the most part, we are going to be doing episodes every four weeks or so. Keep an eye on Twitter. Keep an eye on the hashtag. We will definitely keep you guys updated. Uh, what does chat have to say? Um, I, f- I saw a really interesting theory from Random Chick 51 There's a really popular theory that Caboose is 479ers sibling. I've seen that. Oh. I love it. I'm down that she's one of his like 12 or 19 or however many sisters he has. Oh, 479er. Yeah. It's a a good callback to two. Um, Also, RVB Descriptive Audio says his or their favorite theory is that Caboose is actually the original freelancer and something went wrong, which fried his brain. And that's why he's ridiculously strong. I I don't know. Sure. (laughs) At this point, yeah, sure. Why not? Guys, some people are just born stupid. Um, I, and well, I, would, I don't. I don't feel the need to give him a tragic backstory. No, either. me no. neither. Uh, do we want to do quick predictions before we go into announcement? We do. Okay, so let's do quick predictions. 
Light show is blue. Blue team. <laughs> blue team rocks, Blue man. team. I mean, I'm wearing uh, red. Oh, now it's red. It's Doc. You traitor. <laughs> Weird. So, predictions. Donica, you had something you've been sitting on for a bit. Do you remember it? Two words. Lopez. <laughs> La Pesado. Telenovela. <laughs> and if it could I know I know the live oh action one God, we saw uh, implied Carolina uh, in the teaser at the end of the first episode but if we got a, like a live action where it's just halo masks over like <laughs> uh, suits with the open chest yeah open and chest oh and chains and, it, and it's all about with Lopez. a telenovela style opening totally. and everything oh my oh my saw that on free play we know that they're that they can do it <laughs> they've got oh sets God. That's that's what I want to see. Considering that production is probably done on season fourteen, yeah, yeah hopes are pretty we high. Can, we can dream. We, we can, can dream. dream. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I want to see. Um, I'm excited. It, it looks like Freddie W's. Uh, yeah. Just because they're good with live action, Freddie W's uh, short it's Freddie is going to right? Freddie Wong. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be about. Carolina, and it's going to be live action. So it's going to be, be ridiculous sweet. action and gunplay, like he's known for. And I, I would wonder what other freelancers, if any, would be in that. I, I can honestly, I am looking forward to Ernest Klein's episode, and I've been saying that ever since I saw the trailer. For those of you who don't know, Ernest Klein is a sci-fi author who wrote Ready Player One, which is well worth a read. Or if you're an audiobook person, it's well worth a listen. It's narrated by Will Wheaton. It is an extremely good book, and so it's like, what can this man do in eight and a half minutes with these characters? Sign me up. I want it. For for me, the, there's such a long laundry list of like, and this is less of a prediction and more of like things I want. Mm-hmm. Well, let's um, be real. That's what predictions are going to be this season. <laughs> well, I want, I want the, that your episode to be all about Andy, the bum. Uh, yeah, it would be so great to have an Andy the Bomb episode. But I have like a laundry list of things I want. I want a 479er episode. I want more freelancer stuff. I would actually really love an episode about people at command who are looking down at the Blood Gulch stuff going, oh my god, we this really is the worst a, job ever. We really need a shortcut for this caboose guy. Does anyone have and, a, how about control F you? <laughs> Funny Bob, we're keeping and, it. Pie in the sky, never gonna happen. But I would absolutely love a short about Spartan thirteen thirty seven. I know, never gonna happen again. Not a part of the red versus blue world. Not even canonically a part of the Halo world. But I would, I would love it. I would love it. It's still a glorious, glorious creation. I would say even more musical stylings from Donut. But it's a, it's an even longer recreation of the entire series so far in a, eight minutes. A Musical. musical. Oh my uh, god, that would be amazing. Musical. All from all from Donuts Shut lyrics. Up and take my money. What I really want is more from chorus. Yeah. We got so little with the lieutenants after a certain point. It's like I want chorus before the war, getting into it, and I want chorus after the war. I don't necessarily need to know the details of the battle that went down on the ship. Great, mm-hmm. fine, whatever. Show me the reparation. Show me everyone trying to get along, even though they still have very different values. Show me Kimball stepping up, despite the fact that she doesn't really have an opposite balance on the Fed side. Show me all of this going down. I want this. I think if we see that, it'll probably be near the end of the season, just to tease for whatever 15 might be. But I'd, I would I would be down for that too. Maybe a year or two like, later, like as a transition. Yeah, into as a transition back, back into uh, what back we into had. Back into the linear. And scene. seeing and whatever happened at the end of that damn scene at the end of We're season. We're never going to see. I that. don't want to see that. We're never going to leave it open ended. Just show me who lived. 
Fair, fair play. Uh, Tara Dustbringer says, Dr. Gray episode. Miles, please. Yeah. Also, I have no idea, or I have no clue what to expect from Barb's episode, so that's exciting. Wild card. Um, so uh, I'm betting that Barb did the Mega Bloks episode. Oh, and, and hopefully you see her hands, like, actually doing <laughs> yeah. the... Well, and Joel does, and then they kiss. Or fight, 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 kiss, fight, fight, kiss, 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 kiss. Well, and Griffin Simmons' wedding. There. <laughs> Perfect. Um, let's be real. That's pretty much canon already. Yeah. Um, before we go, since you mentioned that uh, we're essentially doing episodes every four weeks, in four weeks from now, we'll probably be back from RTX at that point. Yeah. No, it'll be right before RTX. Right bef- oh, God. Well, we're doing yeah, show before. We're, for people yeah. who don't know. Either way, I'm trying to transition It's going to be into, like two days before RTX. Yeah, the 29th is, would be and the then next it'll show. Be way, yeah, the okay. 28th, 29th. Yes. Either way. So, yeah. Let's start so, we're going to RTX, you guys. Some of us have two panels. Some of us have three. Yep. AstroBuzz has two. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a party. Yep. We have two AstroBuzz sanctioned panels. Sanction. We have Alphabet Soup, which is our Ruby T- which is our Ruby ABTV panel, because that's what we've been calling it for seasons. And we have an Everything Else panel, which is going to be Red versus Blue <coughs> and um, X-Ray, wow, and X-Ray and Bav and anything else we're doing. Laser team, God live action bless. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just anything else that we cover as AfterBuzz TV. And in addition, Megan and I are going to be on the RVB Reacts panel on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So busy schedules all around. So, also, I will be at the charity auction. Yes, yeah, so that's going. Friday, July 1st at 5 p.m. at Meeting Room 4 in the Austin Convention Center is our general Rooster Teeth panel. And then the Alphabet Soup is going to be Saturday, July 2nd, 12 p.m. Uh, meeting Room 16. And then do you know where? Do you remember where your guys' is, is for the... Sunday afternoon. Okay, Sunday <laughs> afternoon. It'll happen. There will be more. It's on the schedule. All that fun stuff. So mm-hmm. that is all the time we have for today and then some. So we need to get going. Donica, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at uh, Mark B. Donica. I do a lot of shows here, wrestling related mostly. Trans, let's just because <laughs> we have to. It's time to roll out. That's why. Um, also on our sister network, Popcorn Talk, I do the Star Wars show, uh, Jedi Alliance. Where we talk about Star Wars. Also, um, action movie anatomy is a fun one that I'm a part of as well. Video game movie anatomy. We're covering Angry Birds next Monday. It's a lot of fun. Also, follow our group Twitter, ABTV Rooster Team. That's where you can have all of the updates and fun stuff from us, uh, including announcements about if we're doing other after shows for other Rooster Team stuff. Who knows? Maybe. So that's ABTV Rooster Team and Mark B. Donica. Megan. Megan. I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz, and I write articles for the movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. I'm Much Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. Turn is on Tuesdays. Steven Universe is tomorrow at 6 p.m. We do all sorts of fun stuff. If all else fails, we will see you at RTX. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.